are the hosts of the DNWG Podcast. I'm Truman, and I go to Ivy Tech. Uh, some of my interests are I play soccer, um, I like singing, um, I have a record player, and I like doing so for my dogs. I like it. My name is Alex Stark, and uh, I go to Purdue University. Um, I like being outdoors. I love playing soccer. It's a passion of mine. Um, I like making things with my hands, so uh, using uh, power tools and stuff, that's, not, that's my type of thing. I'm also in a fraternity. I'm Jacob. <laughs> I go to Purdue too, me and him are roommates. Uh, majoring in environmental geoscience. Uh, I enjoy soccer, working out, hunting, fishing, that kind of stuff, all about the outdoors. <laughs> and then finally, I'm Caden. I'm attending IU. I'm double majoring in finance and philosophy, like longboarding, building Legos, reviewing movies. And um, of course, we all love learning about new topics. That's why we decided to do this podcast. And now we are all college students and friends from high school. So I think it's really important to kind of talk about um, how high school is completely different from college and how high school doesn't set you up for college at all. So um, why don't we talk a little bit about our hometown and our school? Okay. So our hometown is really boring. There's nothing to do here except for uh, TP people, which we've never done. Uh, there's like five restaurants. And that's about it. There's like 2,000 people max in our town. So you often find yourself with not having much to do. A lot of the times people will just go on drives and just drive around town. That's pretty much all we do. Or right Walmart. Here. Or go to Walmart, which is a half an hour away. Mm -hmm. So, But yeah. I think it's also important to preface that our high school was very small. Graduating class of what, 100 and... There was, there was that was probably the biggest class I've seen go through that high school. Yeah. Yeah, and I think what's important to note is that when we're going to college, we have like 40,000 students on campus. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's very different. So it's a big change. Yeah, it's, especially when it comes to uh, the culture because exactly. we live in such a small town that we don't get a lot of the things that other <laughs> towns do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like you said, it's a big change to go from knowing literally everybody in the town, everybody in the school too, you walk past a person and you're too scared to even say hi to somebody. Well, that's probably Even though you probably, okay, well, fuck you. Um, <laughs> wait, am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Yeah, you just, dude, dude, just, just act natural. Just don't, talk. don't. Don't even realize that there's, fuck you, Jacob. Yeah, Bye. yeah, just, just, just do this, it's fine. But yeah. Uh, also, I know Jacob also does that. I, we walk past this one hot blonde bitch. Jacob does this a lot. At the Smoking. gym, too. Yeah. At least Smoking. I didn't stop moving when a girl ran past us. Hey. We all have that was You go. We all have you hit the hard, hard <laughs> reset button. Bro. He froze. Okay, well, uh, yeah. But joggers were, they hit me. Nice. I didn't know what to do. Okay, fuck you, Jake. I'm just gonna, that's my motto. Fuck Jacob. <laughs> Alright, next topic. Let's go. Segway. Well, no, I think I think it's also important <laughs> to say that uh, every year, almost 40 or almost 4 million students um, begin their freshman year in colleges. And I think that um, it's very important to stress that a lot of them will sleep less and stress out a lot more. And by the end of the school year, 
as much as 30% of those freshmen are not going to college again. And so I think it's, I think it's really important to kind of talk about uh, the differences in college because uh, as we know, Truman goes to Ivy Tech, for better or for worse, and the rest of us go to... <laughs> the rest of us go to state colleges. So I think, I think it's kind of <laughs> important no, 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 because I do think that there is stigma around yeah, community colleges. It, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, especially if you want to save money. Like, yeah, and you're transferring, so you did the right thing. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have your transcript and everything. And your, your diploma is going to say Purdue on it, or whatever college you decide to go to if you transfer there your last year, last two years, or whatever it is. Like, it's a, it's a very, very good way of saving money. Yeah, uh, this first semester, I actually, my scholarships... Outweighed my tuition payment, so I got a refund of about $2,500 uh, for my first semester from them. So that that pretty much helped. And going back to what Caden said, you'll sleep less and stuff. Big difference. Big difference between community and public school. If I didn't have a job, I'd be sleeping three times as much <laughs> as they would. I do absolutely nothing. I don't know. I've turned into a grandpa. I go to bed at ten and wake up at five. Yeah, can like that's insane. I love how different the schedules are between high school and college. Because I'll literally come home at like eleven o'clock in the morning and just go to bed for a couple yeah, hours. Yeah, it's so nice. It like my first semester of college was I had an extremely easy schedule. My earliest class was nine thirty and it was on Tuesday. Every day after that, I'd have a class till noon. So like. I could stay up till two o'clock in the morning and wake up at 11 and make it to class. Like it was, it's, it was very strange to waking up at 6.30 every single day and having to go to high school. Yeah, and then I'd have two classes and I'd get back and you would still be in bed. Yeah, it was nice. I'm gonna eat the sleepy boy, I'm excited. I think. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, Truman also has a dog, his name's Kiki. He'll probably come in a couple times during this. Or bark. Kiki! We'll abuse him. Um, it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think also that's like a huge difference between community Because you guys say like, oh, my scheduling is very easy. Uh, with community college, at least, I was able to go for two days out of the week. And for a total of six hours. Uh, I'd have two classes. Usually a week, we'd meet once a week for three hours. And usually we'd get released like an hour into the class. So it's really a preference thing. If you don't, if you're kind of unsure about going to college, I think community college is definitely a good idea. Um, he's a bit confused why there's fucking cameras oh, thanks, everywhere. Josh. Come here, bud. Come um, here. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're unsure about going to college, I think community college is definitely a good way to start. Uh, you don't go to college very much. You won't meet very many people. Um, in fact, like, majority of people in my classes are, like, 35 years old. But, you know, if that's your kind of thing, I think it's a good way to segue into deciding whether or not you want to go to college. Low-cost option, so there's not really much penalty if you drop out. And you're, uh, you're able to hold a job with that. Like, uh, you can work four times a week even though you're still going to college. Mm -hmm. And I still have plenty of free time. Right. Sometimes I feel like a little bit too much free time. But, you know. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. I am going for an RE position. And um, 
on my campus, you can only work 29 hours per week as a campus job. And so I feel like if Truman really wanted to, he could definitely work more than 29 hours a week at his job. So he's never limited by how much he's going to get paid, no matter what. Mm. Um, uh, another question. What does Ivy Tech allow out-of-state um, like residents to... Like, because I know they have so many Ivy Tech things, but like, can someone from Michigan who's just recently moved here and doesn't have residency here, can they still go to Kokomo, you think? Um, so, online schooling, I would assume not, but like, so like if you want to be an online student from Michigan to attend Ivy Tech or something like that, I would assume not. Um, you probably have to go through like Purdue Global or something for that. But I do know that, uh, I had a student success thing, a student success class, and one of the guys there had just recently moved from Atlanta, Georgia. He was a rapper, a very interesting fellow, um, but he started attending there relatively early. Um, but yeah, he said he didn't like it though, so I don't know if he's still with us or not. He didn't die. Yeah, I was gonna say, is he dead? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to this rapper, man? <laughs> no, but I I just kind of want to, because like for IU, it's 27000 for in-state and 55000 for out-of-state. And so I feel like with Ivy Tech, too, there's no uh, increased cost with that, too. I think there's a little bit, but I don't think it's uh, to the extent of regular colleges. I think tuition right now for me is around $5,000 um, per semester. Um, and out-of-state is like... 7,500 around there. I don't know what he's doing. But like with Ivy Tech, don't they have campuses literally everywhere? Yeah, they have a crap ton. So like the out-of-state thing really wouldn't matter because you'd have one in your state then. Yeah, exactly. No, Ivy Tech is in Indiana. It's only Indiana? Yeah. Other, like Illinois, I know. Well, I'm not entirely sure, but I know Parkland is a big community college in Illinois. I don't know if they have like kind of a interconnected community like Ivy Tech does with Parkland, but I think every state kind of has their own kind of community college thing and ours is Ivy Tech, so. Gotcha. Hi, buddy. I know, Kiki wants it too. Kiki, where'd you go to college, buddy? He's gonna suck that arm. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> So um, another thing I think that, that a lot of people will find interesting is with finals. I think we all did fairly decent on the majority of them when they were pretty easy for freshman year. I know that they definitely increased and college gets a lot harder your junior and senior year, but I think that we were pretty golden on that. Um, I think another thing that's actually a big myth is the freshman 15. It is not real, actually. Hey, okay, everybody's looking at me. I put on a freshman 40, okay? But it's different. It's different because you you meant to. Yeah, yeah. You, you I used to be to. a twig. Yeah. He still is kind of a twig, but a yeah. fat one. If that makes sense. Because our friendship's great. I love it here. Yeah. I'm a fat twig. And you stop eating so much. Mm. Joke. Mm. What do you got to say? No, I don't got to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was going at Kiki. I don't know. I can see how it can be a thing, though, because especially if you. Uh, have meal swipes to the dining halls because they're all you can eat yeah um and sometimes the food in there is not the healthiest 
like the the dessert place at Art. That ain't so crap good. To do. It's so good every it time. It is amazing. Like it is the the best food I've ever eaten has come from there, and I can definitely see how people um, better than your own mother's. Yeah. Better no. than your mother's. No cooking. offense to my mom, but she chocolate uh, chip cookies at four. I don't know what they put in them, but <laughs> crack. They are so good. But yeah, it's just easy because all you have to do is get up, walk across the street, and eat as much as you want. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah that's also one thing with Ivy Tech. Uh, they don't provide. Well, it might be different for like bigger campuses. Coconut is a pretty small campus, but. They don't have things like dining halls or anything, but they usually have like restaurants around. I think there's a Taco Bell like literally within a mile of my campus. So yeah, but that's one of the things they don't provide. That kind of comes with like the fact that they don't provide room and board, but you don't have to pay for it. So it's kind of just only tuition. Yeah, because you can also use your meal swipes that you get at Purdue on like Chick-fil-A and Jersey Mike's and stuff, which is pretty nice when you're just getting something quick. Another another big difference that I've noticed is before college, I never used to walk anywhere. Like it didn't doesn't matter how far away it was, five minutes away, I would drive. But like at on campus, everything is within walking distance. Mm-hmm. So it, it was kind of strange, like just being able to walk anywhere and not having to worry about driving. Like I would go three weeks without driving, then come home and then drive normal again. It just felt kind of weird to uh, experience that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm pretty weak, but uh, when I was walking around so much, I would get like like shin splints, basically. Because I'd be walking like five to ten miles a day. Yeah. It'd be ridiculous, especially during Silly Week, when there would just be like scavenger hunts and all this right. other crap to do. Yeah, we, we didn't do that. We went to the... like early week week early for the freshmen and stuff and you know it's just walk around and do other things yeah i could not we were with the honors college kids and let me tell you they're a different breed of people yeah they are <laughs> there's something else the it was nice um but it's called vgr week and basically you move in a week early so they have a bunch of events going around campus and you have a group and you take campus tours and stuff but i feel like even though it was so expensive and we didn't go to a lot of the stuff that was there, it was still nice being able to move in a week early and get a feel for campus. Because if I would have moved in the day before I had classes, there's no way I would have known where to go or what to do. I would not have been prepared for it. So it was nice having that week to kind of get used to the uh, college life. Um, yeah. Uh, Ivy Tech doesn't have that. Uh, <laughs> first, I, I remember waking up on the first day and I checked my schedule, looked at my classes, no fucking clue where anything was. So I, I did show up an hour early and kind of walked around the building. Um, it's not that big, but if you're planning on going to like one in Indianapolis or something where the campus is actually pretty big, uh, I would suggest getting figured out because goddamn, I was scared as hell. But yeah, um, also going into it, they said it was like BGR, Boiler, Gold Rush and stuff. Uh, Ivy Tech has almost zero clubs or zero activities on campus. We have, I think the only thing I've seen on campus on the bulletin board for activities was an anime club. Um, what? Go to it? I have not attended. No. 
but I mean, that's also something. So if you're looking for more extracurriculars, uh, Ivy Tech is definitely not the place to go. I don't know about I. I know Caden's involved with a bunch of clubs at IU. I don't know about these two, but I can let Caden talk about his clubs a little bit. My clubs are lame. Don't worry. We don't need to talk about them. I think <laughs> I think something that's more important to talk about here, um, especially because we have a specialist in the building, is to talk about uh, uh, dieting and how to really uh, grow your muscles. I'm not, huh? I'm not by any means a specialist. I mean, but you know how to diet on a budget at least. Yeah, you just have to eat chicken and rice. You go to the dining hall, you get a little to-go thing, sit down, eat a meal there, grab a bunch of chicken to go, and then basically you just ration out. Get a little like food scale that measures food by grams. So slabbery. And then yeah, you just eat and hate yourself enough and you'll get bigger. Eat and if you feel like throwing up, just eat some more. Yeah, no, the amount of times this man has heard me gag at nine in the morning from eating oats. <laughs> but I, I just <laughs> again, maybe I put that the wrong way. I choked. No, that wasn't a gag joke. He was throwing the bar. Oh, yeah, hey. oh. <laughs> yeah, no. But it's definitely rough eating four or five meals a day for months. Oh, it's, not, it's not easy because I kind of strayed away from it, but like getting on a schedule and going to the gym every single day and sticking to a lifting program, it's it's definitely not easy. And there was a part in the semester where I just quit going to the gym because like I got lazy. I just, I don't know, I just was tired of going and stuff, but I lost a lot of muscle and Jacob passed me pretty much. And every weight like I was significantly better than him in the gym and then he stuck to it and he went every <laughs> single day and uh he eventually passed me um I flicked the switch I guess because Alex didn't go so now I go at 5 30. Yeah. ridiculous it's nice there's nobody the walks are nice you're nice babies how many times do you go to the gym a week John? Six. He's lying. <laughs> Take off that sweatshirt. It's it's just uh, a pump that's cover. That's it's just a pump cover. Yeah, pump cover. Don't worry, I'll post some flexing pics later. I'm you got this. You got this. Do you, you use a lot of supplements, all right? Uh, just right now, protein powder and pre-workout. I okay. used to. I did have pills. No, I don't have those anymore. And creatine. Right, creatine. Sorry. And trend. How much a month do you? think you spend on realistically uh, well it's a passion so a lot <laughs> more than i should i'm kind of like anytime i've got free time i'll just go look up something and be like oh what's what's this do is it gonna help me do i need it yeah do i need to put this in my body and i end up usually putting it in my body like i it works you just gotta try it out yeah i feel it i feel it now it's it's pretty expensive though so i feel like we have to talk about possible jobs on campus. Yeah. You know, um, do you guys know what the going rate is? Kind of like, like the minimum wage on campus that you guys is? 12 Yeah, that's okay. about normal. There's, that's not bad. Actually. There's a few jobs that are a little bit more, but it's about twelve fifty for every uh, on-campus job. But there's a lot of jobs you can get to where it's like not through Purdue itself, but through another like retail yeah. like a store or something and they, mm -hmm. they pay a little bit more yeah you could do like be an uber driver do doordash or something but but the demand for those 
or the uh, job outlook for those is a little bit smaller because everyone wants to be paid more. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of harder to get those jobs. Okay. Also, the Corec, it's nine fifty, but it gives you like special benefits and stuff. I don't know what the benefits are, but yeah, I'm tech got nothing. <laughs> uh, obviously, the school is more geared towards uh, people that want to continue working. Uh, while they're doing their schooling, but they don't offer really anything. Any guys? Go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You got it. You got it. <laughs> no, go ahead. You guys have any like like online or remote work like been advertised at all? Because I know on our campus it hasn't, but with COVID and stuff, it's been really like geared heavy. A lot of corporations are doing it now. Um, a kid I talked to in one of my classes makes like posters, and it's like. He gets like a certain amount of money for every poster that gets put up on our campus. It's like a cent amount, like 10 cents or something for every poster that gets put up around. I know, um, I, with being, uh, I don't think I said my major, I'm a natural resource environmental science major. And so I've gotten a few uh, emails about research teams that work remotely. Like they'll meet every so often over Zoom and you'll talk about what you found and they, those would be really the only jobs I'd say you work remotely on because a lot of it is field work where you have to go out and uh, go to the job instead of opposed to just being able to do it on the computer. Yeah, I would advise not getting a campus job anytime during the first year just so you can get acclimated to college life and things like that. And then you can better adjust your schedule after that. Uh, like I said, I'm going to do RA stuff, which is about 20 hours a week, and then I'm going to do a desk job, um, which they do stuff with like mailing, but most of the time you just get to study, so I mean, you get you know, paid for doing nothing, basically. But I think that it's uh, it's very important to stay motivated during the school year, and I know that it's very hard for a lot of us to do so, because uh, like Alex has said, with working out, or with me always sleeping. Um, so, do you guys have any tricks for your dwindling motivation and how to potentially get it back. Adderall. No. no. All right. No. All right. <laughs> you know, no, that's that's actually like, they always, colleges always talk about like Adderall and stuff like that. I have not seen anyone selling Adderall. It's always just like heroin, crack, and like weed. Uh, he goes to IU, by the way. We go to Purdue. Yeah. We don't have I, that. I'm, I'm a party school, yeah. We, we have parties all the time. But um, Adderall, I don't know. I've, I've seen a few people selling it, but... With being at a fraternity, there's no okay. Why? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You're, you're in a frat. We haven't yeah. even talked about you being in a frat. So there's definitely people who will pop an Adderall and like not even think anything of it. But um, from what I've heard, like, not there's not a huge amount of people, at least from what I've seen, that will pop an Adderall without just like thinking about it. It'll just pop it for no reason. Dub. I can definitely tell there's some people at Hobby Tech that dabble. Um, kind of just get a little feel. Yeah, but they're guy. also on the last half of their lives, so they're like... Oh, true. Yeah, that guy from Georgia, he, he already had two kids. Um, pretty sure he was like in his 30s. Um, he definitely uh, had some experience, probably. He had a bunch of neck tats. Um, but... Well, now we're stereotyping. <laughs> yeah, next hats are cool. Yeah. Like half the soccer players have them. Not bad. <laughs> but I mean, it's pretty obvious to tell. 
it's definitely a different crowd at Ivy Tech. You're not going to find like super preppy bitches like at regular colleges. All, all the blonde girls? Yeah. Yeah. Blonde girls seem to sing the blonde. They're maybe two blondes. Two or three. Yeah. They're all orange. They're never yeah. just spray tan that yeah. on. And me, me and Jacob live right across the street from a few uh, sororities. Mm -hmm. So it'll be like two o'clock at night, and we'll have our windows open because it's so hot because we don't have AC in our dorms. And you'll just hear people screaming, screaming. because they're drunk and tr like just walking back, and just, they'll just be so annoying. Yeah, it, you'll just wake up. We started barking and throwing bananas out our window at them. <laughs> so far, it hasn't really worked, but no, not really. It's pretty annoying. Yeah, with uh, with us being a party school, it's it's super it's super dumb because I'll come home from like working out at like eight o'clock or something, and it'll be like a Thursday night, and I'll just have people like throwing up behind me just on the yeah. sidewalk all the time. How, how do you live like in the middle of campus? Like, are you on the outside of it? Um, you're in an apartment, right? I'd say yeah, I'd say middle <laughs> middle east probably because I'm gotcha. in between the business and like the art department, so it's crazy. I get both types of people because I know most. Like, we have a few apartments that are, like, in the middle of campus, but a lot of them are on the outside. Mm. So I didn't know that that was the same at IU or not. Yeah, because there's uh, dedicated apartments that are called, like, tulip apartments and stuff like that. But there's, what I live in, it's, like, apartments out living, but it's still technically a dorm. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, it's so nice. If you can definitely spare a couple extra thousand dollars to get your own room in a complex, I definitely do so because it's so nice. Um, but, uh, so you're in a frat, yeah. would you like to talk a little bit about being in a frat, why you wanted to be in a frat, how your experience is? So, I, before coming to Purdue, I had no clue what Greek life was, like, literally zero clue. I didn't go to the meet the Greek event, which is basically, you go and every, all the fraternities and co-ops and stuff have a table set up and you go and talk to them about what it's like and stuff. I didn't go to that because I didn't know it was a thing until the day after. I was like, well, nice. probably should have went to that. But I had zero clue. All I knew is that my brother was in a fraternity, my uncle was in a fraternity, and my aunt was like a big sister to, or a little sister to a fraternity. And so I ended up going to a rush event, the only one rush event, and it was uh, at the fraternity that my brother had gone to previously and my uncle. So I met some of the guys and I realized, wow, this is actually pretty sick. Mm -hmm. The first uh, day I went there, um, I got my bid and I accepted it, but I had no clue what I accepted. You know, like it was just like sp a spontaneous thing that I just, I was like, yeah, I'll accept. I had no clue what I was getting myself into. I, I knew nothing about what a fraternity was like or anything. And as the semester went on with pledge ship and stuff, you start to like be surrounded by the environment that, because every fraternity is different, you know? But um, I would definitely recommend it, but there's a bunch of different fraternities and there's probably one for you too. But I understand that's like, it's not for everyone. So I, I enjoy it so far. Yeah, and yours is a social fraternity, right? Right. Yeah, because right. I know that there are I didn't find out till later, but there are designated business frats. There'll be like science frats. I mean, it's, it's a lot less, but there, there, we have a uh, 
it's like a engineering fraternity at Purdue, mm -hmm. but it's like extremely small and it's dying like because no one in engineering has time for a fraternity. Oh, well, like, yeah, definitely. Like, and the entire fraternity is made up of engineering majors, but like, no one's joining that fraternity anymore. So I know a big part of um, frats are also the hazing to the pledge members. Now, I don't know if you can talk about it or not, but have you heard of any experience that has happened on campus? So uh, my fraternity doesn't haze, but um, Fiji, <laughs> which is a fraternity right across the street from our dorm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've heard some rumors about some of their hazing, uh, how they do, what's this, this thing called the elephant walk? No. Yeah. I'm not going to explain it. I mean, you can you look should, it up. You, you should, should not, explain I'm it. not going to explain, explain it. it. You can look it up if you want to. So basically, if you've seen the movie Human Centipede, right, you basically just grab the dude in front of his balls. And you, and you walk in like a, a circle. circle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just rumors. You never know. But. One of my, uh. A group members from business presentations in Fiji and he said it's really cool and he had actually mentioned that so I I hope he didn't have to partake in it yeah yeah it's uh some of the, there's some some weird things people have to do but it's all worth it isn't it it's all worth it some people think so <laughs> I think that uh that as the new year is here. I think it is important to talk about our New Year's resolutions or ones that we don't have. Truman, so it's like Fucking New Year's resolution. I don't that shit. I know my bitch ass won't keep up with anything, so um, I already give myself one. Mm. It'd probably be to beat the first boss in the Elden Ring. I get shit on in that game all the time. Alright, alright. But other than that, couldn't tell you. What about you, Alex? Um, I think New Year's resolutions are stupid. Right. Like, how many how many times do you make a New Year's resolution, or someone makes one, and then three weeks into the New Year they just ninety percent they just stop ninety percent because they're like oh, six this is hard because they're <laughs> I hate you so much. All their stuff is unreasonable. They're like. They could be like 300 pounds and overweight, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna go to the gym seven days a week and do this. Right. Or like, I'm gonna start making an online business or something. And they <coughs> have no clue what to do because they don't research anything. It's, it's very easy to get, um, what's the word? Distracted, off track, no. derailed. Um, unmotivated. Forget. Alright, good job. Um. <laughs> I think these resolutions are stupid too because you're starting them at such a bad time. There will be like two inches of snow on the ground and you're like, oh, I can't go out and do that. Oh, I can't do this. You have so many stupid excuses to not do okay, what? Okay, give me an example of what two <laughs> inches of snow on the ground is going to stop me from doing. Just uh, not shitting well, on like, I just like, need an example. If you say, oh, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to lift weights every fucking day. Or... I don't if you're like... not motivated to do that in the first place, shut the fuck up. <laughs> if you're not motivated to do that in the first place, you will find 
any excuse not to go do that. True. Yeah, I know you. Very true. Dude, dude said I gotta call Caden yesterday during the middle of his set. I yeah. <laughs> I <did. laughs> I'm not going. But I was at the gym, so true. I was not. You can there. go. You can be at the gym, but if you're not doing anything at the gym, you're not benefiting yourself in any way. I hit legs. What'd you do? Fucking I did drop set on leg extensions, hack squat, and leg press. And then Jake made me do forearms and... See, the thing is, yeah, Jake made you do it. <laughs> if Jake was not there, you would not have done that. That's true. I would not have done that. That's why I feel like if you're doing a New Year's resolution, you know, if you think they're dumb, you need to do it with someone else, or else you're not going to yeah. hold yourself accountable. Yeah. I, I do agree. There, there's, uh, It's hard to hold yourself accountable, but when you have someone there holding you accountable, it's a lot easier to stick to that resolution, stick to that goal that you set for yourself. I mean, that's why you see like 90,000 people in the gym at the beginning of the year. It's very gone. It's very month. annoying. But yeah. I don't really have a New Year's resolution. Just like goals that I set, but reasonable amount of time. Like, mm -hmm. like by next Christmas, I want to hit 285 on bench, which I think that's a reasonable amount of time for that. You can do that by the end of the summer. Yeah. But I also think it's important to set small goals mm -hmm. if you're going to set goals at all. Because if you set this very large goal and you don't complete it, it's gonna you're not gonna have as much self-confidence in completing something. Yeah. You're not gonna get that satisfaction of completing that goal that you set for yourself. So I think it's important to set small goals, along with the large ones, obviously, but set small goals along the way so you continue to stay on track. Mm -hmm. it, it's like you can start with a large goal that you can complete in two years, and then you put in small goals in it, and right. then it will work out. Right. Um, I think that New Year's resolutions shouldn't be a thing, and I think we should just popularize resolutions to begin with, because um, I think we've all experienced loneliness at college, and the lack of uh, some social some social experiences. Oh, with my roommate. No, we, we get down and dirty, Sometimes. let me tell you. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, at least for me, because I picked up a couple hobbies, like, Learning how to play guitar, painting more. Um, I picked up a couple hobbies. <laughs> Longboarding, stuff like that. And I think it's I think it's really important that you shouldn't put your goals off until the new years. And I think that if you can start in September, you should start in September. I mean, the the first, you know, the first most important uh, time to start was a couple years ago. The second most important time to start is right now. That is true. But uh, I guess I guess we'll have a, a little bit of fun. It is the end of the year, and I think the most important sport of it that that happened this year was the World Cup. Woo! Let's go! And we're all here to experience that. Uh... Viva Argentina! <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. So uh, as as we all know, Messi won, mm -hmm. and now he has the the most liked posts on all social media. Up to like 66,000 right now. Or million. million right now. <laughs> yeah. 66,000? Yeah. That is crazy. He got robbed of his golden boot. He, he did get robbed. He get robbed. By a turtle. By a ninja turtle. Fuck that turtle. Nah, no, did you see the re the VAR came off uh, the hand The hand of the French player before it, they called the penalty? The game should have even gone into... Uh, yeah, Argentina should have won. Hands, yeah. Because it came off uh, his hand. Right before the goal was shot. Did it really though? Did it 
Dude, I hate this guy. <laughs> Get out of here. Why are you here? We got a post office worker in the back. Um, um, looking at some. Okay. I think one of the biggest things, though, in the World Cup mm-hmm. is showing that Ronaldo's a fucking pussy. Just saying. He did have the lowest match rating of 5.6. And then the next game when he was benched, his replacement scored a hat trick. I thought that was absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah, I still like the guy, but I think it just shows the level of Messi's just completely on another level to this guy. This guy's signing with some Saudi Arabian team. That Messi's he's no longer doing that. Okay, well he was he was at least thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and Messi's just obviously he tried to talk to uh, Pep for Man City, and they said they didn't want him. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I do think it's kind of some of the club's faults. Yeah. Uh, I think Ronaldo brings a mentality that they're not ready some of the clubs them. are not ready to adapt to, with especially the younger players that they have. But what I want to talk about is USA. Okay, we'll get that. We'll get to that in a second. Stick to Argentina, World Cup winners. Did you guys see any of the videos of the parade that they had? Yeah, Argentina was. Oh, they almost got hit by that. They got airlifted out. Yeah, the the, the entire team had to be airlifted out of the bus (coughs) because during the parade, because there was like five million people. Yeah. In the capital of Argentina. Dude, I can't imagine. There's four million. No, they had to be airlifted out because their tour bus went under a bridge. And people were on top of the bridge jumping down into the tour bus. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. You had some Imagine five million people in this one city just surrounding this bus. Yeah. And they're all imagine being messy. And yeah. like dude, they're literally all bowing down to you. Yeah. It, like, it was pretty nuts. It was that one girl flash your boobs. That's fire. Nice moment. Live TV, baby. I, I we saw it. it. We saw it. There's also a clip uh, I saw on Instagram. It was like Moments before uh, Argentina scored the game-winning uh, penalty kick, mm-hmm. and all you see just people flooding out from every building onto the streets, just playing music and dancing and stuff. Right after he scored it, it was wild. Yeah. It was a crazy video. Also, I want to talk about who the fuck let Salt Bay in that bitch, dude. That was how, that was awkward how does this random seen. celebrity that he has got to hold the fucking no well, yeah. he got banned because of that. That yeah. pissed me off. Yeah, he he can't come just back. to hold the most prestigious fucking trophy in all of soccer, just because he was like, "Hey, yeah, hey, let me hold that." Yeah, and the fucking Argentina players just handed it over to him. Fuck that guy. Yeah, I can put salt on a steak. He ain't. He's not fucking special. Yeah, and charge fifty thousand dollars for it. Yeah, that's bullshit. That actually pissed me off. That, that did make me mad seeing this. Walk you can just look at all the pictures. Like, he took the picture with Di Maria, and Di Maria was like, why is this guy yeah. standing next to me right now? Yeah, yeah ruined such a special moment for those people. Lionel Messi has probably literally been waiting his entire life for that, and Salt Bay just... Well, it's called fucking Salt Bay, but... Anyway. <laughs> can we talk about USA now? Yeah, go ahead. I'm so proud. <laughs> Of the, of the first couple games, I am fucking pissed about the Netherlands game. Yeah, that was... Kind of. I'm kind of half and half, though, because I feel like going into it, the game against Iran and the game against England, all of our fans were extremely hyped for it. We were putting 
so much effort into the hype of this game. And then it seems like out of, like, once we got out of the group stage, we were satisfied. We were all right with losing to the fucking Netherlands because we got out of the group stage. I'm fucking pissed at that. I bet that team could have gone so far, but we just, our defense in that Netherlands game just crumbled. Serginho Des was the only person that I remotely had any gratitude towards. With Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams played all right in that specific game. In the last two games, he was phenomenal. Yeah. Easily the best player in the tournament. Um, we also missed an open goal two minutes in. Yeah. Well, yeah. But <laughs> that'll happen. I'm, I wasn't going to hold that yeah. against him. I think also Greg Berhalter needs to go. Uh-oh. I fucking hate that guy. He's easily the worst coach. Just bringing a foreigner at this point. I, I know there was a whole lot of drama with Giovanni. Yeah, Reina I was just about to say. In the camp, but personally, if I'm coming into that camp and I played for the second biggest club in Germany, I'm going to have a little bit of an ego towards me if I'm not played whatsoever. But did you hear, like, uh, like what happened? Like, yeah, like, Greg Berhalter told, or from at least what I heard, is Greg Berhalter told him coming into the tournament he wasn't going to play him that much. Right. And if I'm a player, I'm going to be... I'm not going to put effort towards training or anything if I know I'm not going to play. I don't really see it. But I disagree. I feel like you should put more effort in to prove the coach wrong to exactly. show why you should yeah. be playing. I, I, I disagree with how he handled the situation. I feel like because after he was told he wasn't going to play much, he, he started walking around, uh, around practice and not training at all. Like he, he just stopped trying at training. And I feel like that was the wrong way to approach that situation. Yeah, I kind of get that. Uh, but I also think, especially like in those kind of last games where Greg put him in for like two minutes or something, like not very long at all. I think he's trying to give him that taste and I don't think he really should have done that at all. Uh, if he's trying to reinforce the fact that, hey, you need to practice hard, you get to play. Mm-hmm. I think you let him sit. But I don't know, the situation overall, was uh, not handled really that well. But I also think it goes on to another part of the U.S. team, which shows that we don't really have any veteran leadership in the team. Our team is, I think, the third youngest team in the World Cup to, uh, like, set out. And Tim Ream is, like, 35 years old, so he increases that age. I I think that it did help bring him and uh, Sargent on the team to – kind of get that veteran leadership that the uh, younger players needed. I think that definitely helped the team out a lot. Yeah. I yeah, I think it, overall it was a good run, um, obviously. I think 2026 will be very fun. Um, I'm obviously starting to see more players take their own. I know before uh, the World Cup, Christian Pulisic said that he felt like he had to carry the weight of the team on his shoulders, and I think he's dealing with that very well now. He's still performing at a very high level, but he's allowing the players around him, like Weston McKinney and Tyler Adams and uh, Serginho Dest and Brendan Aronson and all those players to kind of mold their own and not really make this team his own, but a full encapsulated team. I think also it shows his maturity with him not being chosen as the captain. Obviously, right. people were coming in. Obviously, Christian Pulisic is our best player. 
and so you expect him to be the captain. I think in total, though, that definitely helped him. He didn't have to worry about it. Tyler Adams kind of took that leadership on, and he did an amazing job. He did a very good job. Um, but overall, yeah, I definitely see U.S. soccer trending towards a better time. Um, Greg Berhalter still needs to go, not putting Ricardo Pepe <laughs> in the squad uh, for the final roster was mind-blowing to me. Um, I Honestly, I've never even heard of Jordan Morris. Yeah, I don't know who the fuck that guy no is. Clue. I don't know. Um, Ricardo Pepe would have been amazing. Jesus Ferreira played not so well. He did well I'm not in a big qualifying. Fan of him. I am not a big fan of him. He did well in qualifying for sure, but did not perform at all. Uh, I can't remember his first name, but Wright played amazingly. I have also never heard of yeah, him coming he, into the, the he tournament. Was a, yeah, was... Well, he played amazing until the Netherlands game. He played good in the Netherlands game, I thought. He missed six. He, he missed a goal, but he had the goal, right? He scored a goal. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, he made that run, but I don't know. Tim, Tim Weah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like after he scored the first goal in the tournament, like after that, he did absolutely nothing for the team. Like, he scored the goal and was like, all right, I, I've done my job. And then every game after that, he did absolutely nothing. Yeah, I, I feel like I definitely agree with that. Um, I think that Wales game was a struggle. Uh, Killing Acosta saved us. Yeah. Definitely. But um, I think also we had so many mistakes in that game that just weren't forced at all. That time where we filed Gareth Bale in the box – with his back to the fucking goal. I don't know. In whose right mind they think who can just fucking do a 180 <laughs> or nine, turn 90 degrees and shoot the ball within like two seconds or we'll just take his legs out. Didn't make any sense to me, but eventually we ended up with a tie and then we tied England, obviously, which was a huge benchmark for us. Um, I mean, I wish we would have won. We would have had James. Oh, I, I think Gordon. we... I think we crushed. Them. No, we did. Like, if you look at the statistics, yeah. we should have won that game. Yeah. Like, we had possession, we had shots, shots on goal, passes, completed passes. Like, we definitely should have won that game. Yeah, and that that was also kind of what I was talking about. Like, England, we knew this competition was going to be tough, and we I felt like we came in with a freaking fire. Yeah. But then the Netherlands, we were just. It felt like every. Every ball that was played through our back line in the Netherlands game got through, and they scored on it somehow. Mm -hmm. Like it was just miscommunication, like throughout yeah. the team. Yeah, for sure. And going back to Greg Berhalter again, uh, I think him being a fucking idiot and saying <laughs> we don't have the talent like Memphis Depay scoring in the Champions League and shit like that. That stuff. You just can't be saying that as a coach. But the thing is, like, I, I'm i not a big fan of him, but, like, his record overall, and he brought us how many gold cups, you know? One. <laughs> Pretty sure it's only been one. Yeah. Anyway, he he, he, he's still a winning coach. He's like, regardless of his style, he still has a winning record, a pretty good record, and he brought us a golden cup. Yeah, he's definitely been a good coach, but I think it's time to part ways. I think 
he obviously hasn't had very much coaching experience over in these foreign clubs, uh, as far as I know, at least. And I think just having a coach with more experience would be a lot better. But I also understand having the kind of situation where, oh, you have this kind of newer coach and these newer players. So you want the coach to kind of grow with the players. I kind of understand that, but I think at the least we should try a new coach for the next World Cup. Yeah, or see at least how it goes. But uh, I know that our U21 teams and our U19 teams are also killing it right now. Uh, I know we drew Spain not that long ago with our U19 team. So I think soccer overall in the United States is it's definitely on the up. Yeah, 2026 will definitely be a fun World Cup to watch. And it's uh, the first World Cup split between uh, three countries. So you have us, Canada, and then Mexico, which that's going to be interesting to see how they, how that all works. Mm -hmm. This is the first time it's been split between countries. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I don't know if they all get automatic uh, qualification, but that'll definitely be interesting. I don't know what Kiki's doing right now. He's bothering him. But, yeah. Again, I think soccer, I'm looking forward to it. That Gold Cup game that he's talking about, easily the most fun game I've ever watched in my life. Uh, seeing a water bottle be thrown from the stands and hitting the, their own Mexico player. Fucking hilarious. Uh, Christian Pulisic being him pulling up the shirt saying man in the mirror and then Ethan Horvath's saving that one goal and then never to be seen again you know I think we should give him a chance I, I love that guy um, but easily the most fun cup I've ever seen with all that being said we are excited for 2023 and the future of this podcast if you like this episode leave a like comment subscribe and if you didn't uh, Do it anyways. Come, come back next week. You might like what we uh, have to talk about then. We have some guests coming on, <laughs> which should be more exciting than Kiki, this uh, stupid dog. Famous. And, uh, Fuck you! <laughs> He's not stupid! And of course, we'll see you in the next episode. Whoa! Yeah. Alright, there we go. Look at that. I think it took some time, but I think we, uh, I think we got into it.